What is going on, Vile File listeners? We, we don't really, do we have a nickname? Filers? Uh, violators. Vi fis Ugh, violators. <laughs> Anyways, guys, thanks for listening. Well, uh, someone said the Vile High Club. Ooh, the Vile Vile High Club. Fuck, I'm so confused. Why, I really, <laughs> really fucked ourselves when we named this. I like the Vi fis like wife whatever guys thanks for listening uh happy wednesday thanks for uh tuning in and if it's not wednesday thanks for finally getting around to us as always very exciting episode this uh today this this today wow i've had too much coffee this morning <laughs> uh mr drew scott and his adorable and loving charming wife linda yes. join us on the episode um you might know him from the property you might brothers. know him from the property brothers these guys are a big deal my mom has never been more excited about anything i've ever done <laughs> they're, they're, they're such a fascinating pair uh, for so many reasons but uh it's it was really fun getting to know uh drew and his wife and he's talking about their life, yeah. their business. They're very impressive people, very interesting and very charming. And it's, it's when, certainly when you meet them, there's no secret and surprise uh, of the success that they've, they've had. Um, yeah. Tr truly fascinating. Would um, you ever want to work like with your wife? That's the thing. And we talk a little bit about that. Uh, they, you know, Linda and Drew are, are, you know, obviously married and they, they work together and, you know, they're, She's part of the kind of the family business and they're doing more and more projects together. It's a challenge to work with your significant other. I don't know. And sometimes you need it. some free time. Yeah. Um, but we talk about a little, a little bit about that and how it works for them and some things they do and just a fun conversation with them. And I really enjoyed them taking the time. So I think you will enjoy that. So didn't something happen like yeah. in, in the Oh, name? Crystal and... Oh, the first bachelor divorce. Divorce. Well, it's not officially divorce. It's just a separation right now. Oh, it is it. They're not yeah. divorced. Have so they? We're talking about Crystal. Have and they left the door open for uh, a rekindling? It kind of sounded like that from Crystal's Instagram, but he moved away. What's what are your thoughts on it? I don't. I mean, I don't know them uh, at all. You don't uh, know them at all. Not, I mean, I've met them a few times, but I don't I don't know them well enough to have an opinion about their relationship. Yeah, they're it's doing just, a conscious separation. What the hell is that? In quotes. I think it's similar to the, what... Um, they broke It's up. like a goop thing. They're getting conscious. divorced. You think? Yeah. What it is is the first step to a divorce. Chris is moving to Florida, and okay. she's still in San Diego. Okay, so they're getting divorced. Uh, it's, it, the only, it's the first... Uh, up until this point, they had this track record of a lot of... Uh, failed engagements. Yeah, but no, def no separation no word. A after after marriage. And, yeah, uh, they broke the uh, they broke the seal. Do you think now that they've broken the seal, more couples will do it? Uh, no. I mean, listen, I I don't know. Again, Chris and Crystal, it seemed to be um, rushed, uh, uh, if you will. Okay. Uh, they're yeah. Um. Quite honestly, it's, it's kind of fascinating. I mean, like Jade and Tanner were like the last couple to, you know, get engaged and get married that quickly. Yeah. Which was at the time seemed like kind of an insane thing. Obviously, they've seemed to be doing great and working yeah. out. And um, but you at the time were like, "Wow, this seems fast." You I knew they, that. I think they even were like, "Okay." Looking back, you asked them; they were kind of like, "Wow." You know, they're probably surprised it's worked out as well as it has. I mean, yeah. they clearly loved each other, but yeah. in that world, it all happens so fast. Is it because of The Bachelor they have to get ready that fast because they want to film it? They probably had an opportunity. You know, they they were probably presented. They had this. It was like the twenty uh, 
big 20 year oh, right. season with bed and they they wanted to do something big and, and they wanted to have a wedding so it's like i think they uh gave Jaden tanner like the opportunity to do this yeah. and i think they kind of said let's do it yeah and i mean listen it's a, it was a great wedding and they have a great relationship and they're dear friends but my guess is at the time they were like wow this is kind of insane they're just kind of <laughs> going with it right yeah. and so uh yeah, I guess bummer for for Gruce and Crystal. I wish them the best. Um, conscious breakup. Conscious yeah. separation. Conscious. I don't know what that means. It's what we do now. Because what? When you before you had a separation and you were unaware. I guess it's just like they're trying to do it in a very intentional, loving way instead of like a spiteful. Yeah, my guess is it's probably like any other breakup, <laughs> and there's a lot of resentment on one end. Yeah, I hope not. Uh, listen, that's okay. I mean, life happens. Yeah. Um, anyways, we Broken. wish them. We wish them the very best. Yes. And I, I hope that they're that this is the best decision for both of them. And yeah. and in a good six to twelve months, I hope they look back and think whatever decisions they made, that's they're better off for it. Yeah. Um. Should we get to to Drew and Linda? Yeah. Great. Well, guys, <laughs> thanks for listening. I hope you enjoy it. Don't forget to send your questions at asknick at caspi.com, cast with a K. I really hope you enjoy this episode. Next week, we have the Lady Gang joining us. Uh, what a fun and lovely bunch of women th- th- oh my those God, I are. I so hard. Um, and then also, you know, don't forget to join us on Mondays for Ask Nick. Um, anything else while we're, we're at it? No. Um, we, we oh, again, always thanks for obviously listening, guys. Thanks for spreading the word. We couldn't do this without you. We really appreciate it. We know that you have a lot of content to put out there and taking the time to share the world. Um, our, our podcast is, is something we, we really appreciate. So without further ado, Linda. And Drew Scott. Helix mattress from our friends at Helix Sleep. New friends of show. I'm actually super excited about getting my new mattress. I ordered one and a very easy but very detailed process of shopping for the right mattress that was right for me. I went online. Uh-huh. I gave them some basic information about myself, yeah. my height, my weight, guy, girl, my sleeping habits. Mm-hmm. And then, bam, recommendation. It was a quiz. Everybody uh, loves a quiz. Took a quiz. I have the midnight mattress coming my way. Yeah. And I can't wait. Very excited about it. I'm, uh, uh, I'm uh, overdue for a new mattress. Yeah. And uh, I've heard many great things from some of my friends who've been sleeping on a Helix. So I, I cannot wait. Um, so you, you were the medium firmness, right? Medium. And you sleep on your side? I am a side sleeper. So that's why you got what you got. What I like about Helix is they use really high quality foam and springs in all of their mattresses. More than other brands. I just like the medium because I like a little firmness too. A little, not too hard, not too soft. Yeah. And then also, let's be honest, like sometimes you do things on bed other than sleep. You have a little sex. <laughs> and uh, you don't want it to be too soft. You need some resistance. Yes. Right? So, I, you know, I think that for me, I'm just saying... That's why I got the mattress I got. And I feel like it's going to accommodate all my, my needs mm. in the bed. I have less needs like that, but uh, good night's sleep is definitely high on my list. And they were awarded the number one best overall mattress of 2019 and 2020 by GQ and Wired Magazine. Two publications I can get behind. Um, <laughs> no, seriously, I love those. Um, yeah, they, I've heard great things, uh, not only from GQ and Wired, but also from, you know, firsthand from a lot of my friends. I have one coming my way. So excited. Uh, actually, I should be, re- by the time you're listening to this, I will probably be sleeping 
on my yes. new Helix mattress. I cannot wait. In the meantime, if you are looking for a mattress, go check out helixsleep.com slash V-I-A-L-L. Take their two-minute sleep quiz. I mean, it's only two minutes to improve the rest of your life, and they'll match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash V-I-A-L-L. That's helixsleep.com slash V-I-A-L-L for up to $200 off. Better help. Love better help, people. Um, you know, a lot of our friends of the show are fun and they can help in a bunch of different ways, but sometimes we have to break down the barriers of making sure uh, we have the proper mental health and uh, finding the right uh, therapist or a healthcare professional that can help us with our uh, our mental health is sometimes hard to find or it's discouraging or a mental hurdle we have to get over. And BetterHelp is making it easier for our audience. Um, you can get connected with uh, a professional therapist um, uh, that's right for your needs. Um, if you happen to not be a, a huge fan of the one they sign you up with, you can always change. Uh, a lot of flexibility. The The point is it makes it very easy to kind of uh, jump over that hurdle or break down that barrier that you might have been struggling with, uh, wondering if maybe I should uh, you know, talk to a healthcare professional for my mental health. So a uh, huge believer in it. I have friends who have used it. I've recommended it to them. They've, they've thanked me uh, immensely for, for trying it. Um, you can do it all out of the comfort of your home. And it's making that uh, so much easier. But best of all, it's truly affordable. The Vile File listeners get 10% off their first month with discount code V-I-A-L-L. So why not get started today? Go to betterhelp.com slash V-I-A-L-L. Simply fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs and get matched with the counselor you love. And again, you know, you can always switch. That's betterhelp.com slash V-I-A-L-L. Drew and Linda Scott, thank you for joining Thanks for Thank you so us. much. I forgot to tell you, I go by Linda's last name. So it's Linda and Drew fan. Very, <laughs> very 2020 of yes. you. I go by Drew's middle name, Alfred. <laughs> I don't tell people that. Uh, I was Batman's butler. Alfred. Drew from the Property Brothers. We figured we'd only have the good looking brother come. Oh. You know, um, I knew you were my JD? favorite. Yeah. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we actually find it was funny. We did uh, like People Magazine just had us on the cover and I always make fun that Jonathan and I together make one like sexiest person when they have us on the sexiest list because on my own I can't do that so they'll use like his smile or his hair they'll use like my ass let's kind of combine you know. it together and yeah. your yeah. thumb Jonathan wanted to come on thumb. but it's like we only allow really handsome people on so then we asked uh, we asked Linda to join us yeah and I'm just her her side piece I, uh, you know, I I wanted to get to know Linda more because I feel like you know you 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 try to you know take all the attention from this loving couple and Every we, single everyone day. wants to everyone wants to know more about the better half of the half of the property brothers. No one cares about me. I'm leaving. I'm the lower half. I hold them on my shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> You're the sexier half. Uh, but thanks for coming, guys. It's, uh, I'm really excited to have you and uh, you know chat a little bit. You guys are you're so busy. Uh, we were talking a little bit before about all the things uh, you and Jonathan have coming on, and then you and Linda have your podcast out. So thanks for taking the time. Of course. I mean, we we love just sitting down and and chatting with awesome peeps, and we kind of see each other in passing all the time, random places like at. Was it the comedy, comedy club? club. Was the comedy, cl yeah. comedy club um, where um, I attempted a pitiful stand-up. Oh, I'm sure it was no better than ours. 
I mean, I'm sure we were no better than yours. It, we, we, were, we were sad. On, Mine did not go particularly well. I don't think it was supposed to go well. No. That's what I told him. Yeah, exactly. That yeah, that's the fun of it. I didn't, like, my, one of my earpieces didn't work. So that I'm doing this the whole time, you know, like trying to lean in, thinking I'm going to hear it better. And then the and one, it looks like you have then you literally look like ears. you have Tourette's on yeah. stage. Um, <laughs> and so I tried repeating it, but it was, it was a lot of fun. So we, we talked there and then we ran into each other. Uh, Dancing with the Dancing stars. With the stars. Um, uh, you, you said I was your favorite dancer, right? I think that's what I remember hearing. I will say I did. I, I, I attended uh, the episode where you and Jonathan came out together. Oh, right. That was fun. And I got to say, I was impressed. I, oh, I mean, thank you. Uh, not, no bullshit is that I remember, you know, when I was on it, I, I wish I could do it again because I got so nervous. And you guys are so good at just having fun with whatever it is you're doing. And I remember watching it and I thought to myself, these guys are having fun. You know, it's funny for, you know, I was a little nervous the first time I went up, but I, I don't typically get nervous. I mean, I've done a lot in front of you know, people before on stage and stuff like that. But dancing is a new thing to was a new thing to me. And I had never done any dancing before. I did like one like drop in hip hop class. And so I was getting into the groove. I was getting a little more coordinated, but I was still a tall, skinny guy, you know, tall white guy dancing. And uh, I was not as coordinated as uh, Jordan Fisher and Lindsey Sterling. But then I said to Jonathan, you know, they're really interested in having you on the show, want to come do a dance. And I taught him, or my partner Emma taught him the first however many steps. And Jonathan was super nervous. And we did it really slow so he could get it. And he's like, I don't know if I can handle all these moves. And Emma was like, that's only the first quarter of what you're going to be doing. And you'll be doing it three times faster. And so when he got out there, he crushed it. And then at the very end, you know, they do the recap and they bring every all the best dances. They want them done again. And so Jonathan thought this hell was over. He didn't have to do it again. And then I'm like, right, oh, right. the producers want to bring you back. Did he have more fun the second time? Though? Yeah, he did. Yeah. He definitely did because it was already sort of in the system of it. But, you know, we memorize very fast. I mean, it's just we've always been good at that. It's the, the flair that the finishing moves that, you know, the tilt of the wrist and whatever. I sucked at that. So in the end, I look very stilted, but I knew every move. Yeah, I, think, yeah. <laughs> I, I thought it was really great. You looked good when you were out there. I did okay. I think I did. I think I had the benefit of, and maybe you felt the same way as people don't expect a lot from white guys from like, you know. <laughs> if you're over 6'2", they don't expect <laughs> Right, they just... <laughs> That's very low Done expectations. Enough. <laughs> Done enough. And so I, I'm, I'm a decent enough dancer where it was like, oh, he's not awful and so i think i i beat expectations Did there any of the judges have it out for you like len had it out for me uh, they were okay with me i definitely knew i wasn't one of their favorites and they knew i wanted to do well and they knew i was nervous and they smelled blood they smell your fear uh julianne was kind to me uh yeah the and Bruno loved me. I mean, yeah. Bruno, I think... You were sexy. <laughs> uh, yeah. If, if I go now and I see Bruno, uh, and I'm, I'm, in the, I'm usually in the front row, and I'll, in between commercial break, we'll blow each other kisses. Well, I'm glad you finished that sentence. Um, <laughs> kisses. Nick, Nick. Kisses. Love your dance. Your dance. Actually, I will say, I loved Bruno when I was there, too, because they all have their characters they need yeah. to play. All the judges. Uh, we didn't have Julianne. Uh, for the, I think she, she came once as a guest. Yes. But... Um, but Bruno actually came off camera at one point and he gave me uh, just a bit of advice about loosening up a little bit yeah. and uh, just enjoying the experience and it'll come through a little more. And I'm very analytical. And so it's funny, in the first bunch of dances, you really see in my face, like I'm making this resting 
bitch Thank face. We were, yeah, was a, we were the same. Yeah. And uh, I, anyway, so I loosened up a little bit. It got better, but they had a thing for Frankie Munez. Like, he, and he's an awesome guy, but there was one dance I remember my partner and I were watching, and Frankie, I, I can't remember if it was he fell or he just stopped on stage. They totally forgot. He even admitted he totally forgot everything, but they still gave him, two of them gave him tens. I'm like, what do I have to do to get a 10? Because I've been crushing it, I thought. And then I look back afterwards, I'm like, no, I still look like a tall white guy. <laughs> Doing long division in your head. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I struggle with that too. I'm analytical, and yes, it was very much, I could just, I couldn't just dance i was yeah. thinking about the steps but linda learned everything while i was dancing too did you I make tried him to learn everything but yeah i made him practice whenever he was not with emma it was tough <laughs> like like we were filming three of my shows at the same time one in uh in la and then two in toronto. toronto so what i would have to do is emma was on the road with me and then and then we had our book tour that we were doing for part of the, the show too so we were so freaking busy i would fly in do the live show and then i would red eye right after the flight out again so i was only getting for about that 11 weeks i was getting about four to five hours sleep uh, filming all day dancing four to five hours a day i lost 34 pounds whoa it was scary yeah. he was disappearing that's not good <laughs> on set i was i was so exhausted i couldn't even stand up like they had our one of our pas had a chair and what so we're walking around like doing a house tour i'm like oh look at this kitchen we could do this we could do that and then like okay cut and then i literally would collapse into the chair i'd had no energy at all oh my so gosh so if i wasn't doing anything else i would come back for like the all-star version but if i was filming anything else i wouldn't want to do it do you ever get jealous of him like dancing with Emma? I no. Feels. No. It, honestly, the Dancing with the Stars family is really a yeah. family. And uh, there was never any hesitation there. I was just so excited for him to dance and have so much fun. And I, I Drew was talking about never being nervous or not really ever being nervous. And I wanted him to be nervous because it's such a huge you thing. You don't get nervous. He hardly not not a lot. Every now and then, like if it's the first time, like I remember the, the very first dance on dance. It's the first time I've ever danced like a full routine, yeah. and so I was a little nervous. So but when you are nervous, I get really excited for you because it means you're doing something. It means I'm new. human. Yeah, oh. she, she <laughs> sees human emotion. I'm in me. like, why are you not nervous? <laughs> I'm, I'm not so dating nervous. a sociopath. Yeah, <laughs> married to one. Okay, yeah. good. <laughs> but you know, when, when I first applied for the show, like, Dancing with the Stars, wanted both Jonathan and me to to come on the show, and they kept asking us for like six seasons or something like that and one john they were like well we sh both shouldn't do it because we're dividing our audience they're gonna either go for you or me so just so one of us analytical and then uh but anyway um i was the one who had more availability to do it there and but my one concern linda and i were about to get married um just shortly after the show and my thought is i'm like is this one of those shows where the producers try to create drama oh is drew sleeping with his dancer or whatever else and i'm like Linda and I are they're so... They're not even sleeping. They're dancing. No, we're dancing, yeah. <laughs> but we're not dramatic people. Like We're so chill. And, and that was my big concern. But it turns out like they're amazing. The producers, they literally want everyone who's there to have the best experience. Cool. And they even were asking, who would you want to dance with? Emma was our favorite because we've watched the show for years. And she is, she's so funny and just down to earth. And her now husband was one of the dancers too, um, Sasha. So I got... He gave me tips because he was in the troupe at that time. He didn't have his own uh, partner. And then so I got his perspective. I got hers. And so it was actually pretty And they actually choreographed our first dance. Oh, for our wedding. No so that's way. why we did it. I only did the show because I'm like, I want to do this if it's going to teach me how to dance for my first dance. Cute. And it did. And we went all out. We did a mashup of five songs. <laughs> so we did like some Charleston. We did the song Sing, Sing, Sing. We did um, Pony, Pony <laughs> by, uh, by Genuine. Um, oh, that must have been Happy. Happy. Yeah, so it was, it was epic. 
that, yeah. that's great. Yeah, they are. They're a great family, and they're really. It's it's fun when I when I did it. Um, it was right after obviously a few seasons of The Bachelor, and so certainly, yeah, technically it's reality TV. But you know, some of the the dancers, you know, there are a few times where you know they might ask an annoying question or two, and with Dancing with the Stars, you're getting a lot of celebrities who aren't used to reality TV, and I would just be like this is nothing compared to like what they're asking or what they're pushing or, you know, the frustration, like b- producing, but it, it's oh, a you really mean the lo- manipulation of the bachelor. It's different. They might. Yeah. The bachelor pushes you a little bit more where I'm just like, what a lovely group of people, you <laughs> yeah. know, like they're so nice and chill and kind I mean, I love my bachelor people, but they're, it's a different show. Yeah. <laughs> they're plotting your demise behind your back. A little yeah, they, like, so they're I hear. just, they're going to bring you to the point where your life might be ruined and then not ruin it. No. <laughs> so I'm kind. Yeah. They're, they're lovely. So, um, but so you guys, uh, we talk a lot about relationships on here. How long have you guys been together? Since 2010? No. Two, yes. 2010. No, 2010. We, we met. We met so we, we met um, late 2010. It was uh, during Fashion Week. I'll tell you the truth. Then she'll lie about how this is how it went. Is it a neat, a cute, meet, a meet uh, cute, nice? It's a meet cute. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we. Honestly, same. A classic oh, romantic I thought, comedy thing where. Yeah, but grammatically doesn't. Make I sense. totally. I'm totally with you. I, I thought. I didn't even know that was a yeah. thing. I yeah. thought you. I learned up. it on the movie The Holiday. No, it's oh, really? Yeah. You know where you drop the papers and you both reach down to pick it up and you touch hands and you lock eyes? They call it a meet cute. I totally get Makes no sense. Yeah. Why don't they just say, hey, you met in a cute way? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, we met in a sexy way. Uh-oh. Um, here it comes. So meet sex. Uh, <laughs> meet no, that doesn't work. That sounds like something different. No, that like sounds it. like a fetish. So, how'd, you, how'd you meet sex? <laughs> so we meet sex. It was during Fashion Week. Uh, we were in Toronto. So we were out there filming. So this is before our shows had sort of taken off and uh, uh, we were asked to be the celebrity models at this um, fashion event. And so Jonathan and I came and did that. <clears throat> I'm getting emotional over this. Uh, and then Linda was asked by, the DJ was was her best friend, so I asked her to come and help out at the event. So I saw her backstage at the event and I'm like, wow, she's beautiful. She was talking to some people and you could see her fun energy. And I'm like, I need to think of a way to get in there and talk to this girl. And so I was just standing there, I was eating a piece of pizza and she was holding a bottle of water. And so I just, my big pickup line was, where'd you get that water? (laughs) And I was like, oh my gosh, that's the smoothest thing I've ever heard. (laughs) I was so smooth. Her response was, where'd you get that pizza? Uh-oh. And then we on. had sex. No, I'm just joking. Uh, no, so we, we just hit it off and we just started chatting over pizza and water. And uh, and she was telling uh, us where to go in the city for you know sushi. And uh, I love volleyball. Chocolate. And there's beach volleyball. There's a chocolate place that was uh, downtown. So our first date was actually we went for to this hot chocolate place and then sushi. And then she was supposed to split off for her best friend's um, birthday, birthday. party at a karaoke bar. And I was like, all right, see ya. Have a good night. <laughs> And he's like, oh, yeah, I'll come too. I invited myself along. Oh. Like, you weren't invited. <laughs> See, in my mind, I crush it at karaoke. And so I said, if I can get in a room with her for karaoke, she's melting in my hand. <laughs> what song did you sing? I, I sang uh, uh, I'm on a Boat. You know the song? No. Yeah. By uh, Lonely, Lonely, Island. Uh, Lonely Island. Lonely Island? It's, uh, it's not an appropriate song to sing in front of your parents. Uh, but I, it was the first time I'd ever tried it. And the funny thing is her friend... He got so drunk, he went to the wrong karaoke place. So it ended up just being Linda and me for an hour on her own. And I'm like, I'm in there. I got this. And we, we sang Summer Nights when I do the Olivia. Aww. 
I did the Olivia yeah, Newton-John. Disney, yeah. Disney songs. Oh, yeah. Wow. I know I, I read or listened to somewhere or heard that you weren't always super confident and charming with girls, but you, you studied up and then became quite the, uh, the pickup artist. Quite the annoying Yeah. Person. So Jonathan, whenever he tells that story, he makes it sound like I was the biggest douchebag you've ever seen. <laughs> and I became very confident. But I never liked hitting. I, I and actually that was the biggest thing you I didn't learned. Like is, hitting no, I chicks, no, <laughs> hitting on, hitting on. Uh, but but the thing I, I learned when I was reading up on it, and again I'm very analytical. What did you read? I what did you read? Um, I can't remember the exact books, but I, I read like anything I could find, like or articles or, or things I would read. And um, anyway, the biggest thing I learned is you don't hit on someone. So whenever a, a guy goes to hit on a girl automatically their defense goes up. And so the, the biggest thing is, like the water line, it's not very threatening to go up and say to somebody, where'd you get that water? Oh, and then you get into conversation. So that's that's really what I learned. Just be yourself more, have fun. And I was so bad when I was younger. Like the moment I would try and talk to a girl, I, I was I probably looked so, well, I would try, but I would be so stilted and awkward that they'd probably like, this guy is a psycho. And then they would run away. Murder me. And then, well, what was it that you got made fun of? that inspired you to want to build up that confidence or did you just know no and you know the funny thing is, is growing up too this in our high school days jonathan and our best friend pedro they were overconfident like they literally they they were a numbers game thing to them when they were younger they would just go just and flirt hi, with everybody hi 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 and slap 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 anyway um what was that slap? no that was when they hit on a girl and they slap them yeah, you know, this happens. I'm going to uh, slap you. Yeah. Uh -oh. Years ago. Uh -oh. Years ago. No, the girl slaps Jonathan. Oh. Uh -oh. Yeah. What are oh, you talking yeah. About? He says hi. And they he slap gets slapped. Him. He moves okay. on. Yeah. I was like, what are you thinking? No, but yeah, that's the way what it was. you told and it. We were, we were, I, would we, clarify I was thinking yeah. butt slaps. No, oh no, 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 we never no, did that. Jonathan, we, Jonathan got slapped. We were never Pedro. jerks. Pedro and Jonathan got slapped. Um, anyway, but we would, uh, so they would be out there doing that and I was always embarrassed and I was used to play off that, you know, oh no, it's rude to hit on a, on a girl or, or to flirt with them. But that was my insecurity talking that I just sure. wasn't good at it. And um, nobody, our friends were fine. They just didn't bug me about it. They just would go off and do their own thing. And then I realized, I'm like, I don't want to be the 40 year old virgin. I like, I want to actually meet somebody and and so that's why i tried to improve myself a little bit and then i got very confident with it and and then jonathan got jealous and well he, there were a couple of times where there's somebody he was like dibs or or yeah, he wants to go and talk to somebody and i'm like well, well how about we just have conversation with whoever it is and if they seem to like dibs. you then great and uh, several times they started talking to me more and he was getting so mad the guys do that they'll uh, see a group of girls in galt Dibs. And I find that so annoying. And, and that's the thing is, I'm sure I'm sure on the girls' side too, I'm sure sometimes, you know, girls will be like, oh, I like that guy. Well, I'm going to be the one to talk to him. And it's a dibs in their own right. But to me, it's kind of dumb. I'm like, why don't we all just have good conversation and be ourselves and see who gravitates towards who? It yeah, is I dumb because how do you even friends. know? I mean, I had, I, I mean, I'll admit I have done that and said that when you're younger. One time I remember I saw this, you know, this group of girls and I'm like, dibs. And my buddy goes, all of them like i just said like the, and I, I mean i was just saying it out loud but you're right like how do we even know and people friends will do that sometimes we're like i decided i like him and then all of a sudden this group will start talking and there's clearly a connection with two other people you're like yeah. but i said i liked them I'm like you didn't even know who they were and then friends will fight over like we, this random like no, we had a written calling. rule and we have one friend in our group and i it, i wanted to strangle him it was so annoying he literally would always call dibs as soon as he's in somewhere, he would he would find like the, the cute girls friend. and dip dip dip, and we're like, why are you doing that? And then he also he would say to all of us all the time, and like, you know, guys, I'm I'm the best looking guy in this group. I just gotta I gotta be honest. I'm 
I'm the best looking guy, so I should get first dibs. And I'm like, was he kidding or serious? No, he in his mind, I think he thought if he said it out loud, it would become true. And so it was just <laughs> annoying to us. And so we uh, we said, okay, first off, shut up, you sound like an idiot. And secondly, every time you call dibs, then you try to talk to someone and it doesn't work out, and then you get mad when somebody else talks to them. So no more dibs. Yeah. We cut dibs in our group. And, I, I, yeah. I had a, we had a friend like that in like our early 20s, and he, he was a bit of a romantic too. So it, it, it didn't come from a place of confidence. It came from a place of like, I think I really like her. Mm. And it would always be this very earnest, but he's all to me calling dibs, and he didn't know her, and he certainly had no idea if she had any interest in him. Meanwhile, she would inevitably like have an interest in another person guy in the group and then he would always get mad at us being like bro code bro code man i called dibs i'm like you so you, dumb you didn't even know who she was and why are you mad at me that like <laughs> it, it was it happened all the time and so that that's one of the things that always bugs me too is you know you you'll find somebody who says no I, we connect really well it's a, but in reality they're calling dibs on a physical yeah. attraction so you literally have no idea. You don't know their personality. You don't know anything else. You don't know if there's going to be anything more than just that physical attraction. So to base a whole relationship just on that and think that that's where things should start from, I always didn't like. I like to get to know someone first because I find someone would be more, they become more attractive once you get to connect via their personality. When I started to see Linda across the room, I, I started talking to people. I was already seeing her personality before we even spoke, oh, and that's stalker, what I started stalking. Yeah, stalker. so this is a nice way of saying he, you know, was stalking. And then followed her home. Actually, she let us drive her home. We, Jonathan, and I drove uh, Did her you know sister who he home. Was? No. Oh, so you? Know. Oh, yeah. Thank you. That was my next question. So you, he hits on you. He crashes your karaoke party. At what point do you realize? Here's this tall guy. He has this identical twin. Also, he's renovating houses. What was that? like to be kind of inundated to his very obviously large world and crazy world well at that point the world wasn't as crazy and i i think it was him singing i'm on a boat and that we had so much fun for an hour in the karaoke bar by ourselves like we didn't even realize we were waiting for the rest of the party to arrive my magic worked attitude i'll tell you what like bamboo bamboo you never would have thought it but you'd put your hands on some bamboo who would have thunk uh and so it will silky blow smooth. your mind oh it really does i sleep on them and boy oh boy i will never go to any other sheets that's how good they feel and they're antimicrobial which is good <laughs> yeah. i mean who wouldn't want that um um also if you don't know bamboo is extremely breathable so it improves your quality of sleep because it's very cooling it's temperature controlled in yeah. a way right mm-hmm. it's like science in god <laughs> they've all combined you to combine, make attitude yeah, sheets bamboo is the perfect combination of science <laughs> and god uh attitude sheets they're soft as silk breathable as linen and but at the price of cotton you're going to love them and when you support our sponsors you'll support our show and right now my listeners will get 20 percent off their sheet set and free shipping Just text FILES, F-I-L-E-S, to 64000. The only way to get 20% off your set of sheets and free shipping 
is to text FILES, F-I-L-E-S, to 64,000. That's F-I-L-E-S to 64,000. <laughs> was, was Jonathan there with you? When no. You, when we first met, Jonathan oh, was there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we were both there, and it was Linda and her sister had come. So they were fashion police at the event. So she was giving tickets to people for Very bad fashion. Job. Very serious job. Oh. No, it was just a, like a fun, <laughs> goofy thing. But we, so Jonathan and I met her and her sister pretty much at the same time. Um, and, and then we let them drive us home, and I remember specifically saying to my sister, I'm so glad we were not murdered. I don't know why we just did that. Let two strangers like, drive them home. They seem nice and Char knows them, so they must be good guys. But that was the so our in the like our show hadn't taken off yet. So we had just been filming season one. Okay. I think the it was show the might have season, I think. Oh, was it? So maybe it yeah. hadn't even started airing at that point. I can't so remember. you're just like two guys being like, Yeah, we're filming this show and you're being like, Yeah, I've heard that story before. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. No, but you said you like volleyball and Yes, I was talking about all these non-threatening things that would get good conversation going and she wouldn't put up a defensive wall. And anyway, we laughed though. We're like, what made her connect more with me than my brother? Because we kind of all met at the same time. What made... Uh, you know, me attracted to her and not her sister that was there. And then I was, I thought too, what if Jonathan and her sister started dating? And there you go. That's probably good that they didn't. That might be too much. No. Yeah. That would be. It would have been way too much. Oh yeah. Trust me. (laughs) So you, you guys have been together pretty much the entire time. You guys have been, you know, past decade blowing up, and you've been part of the whole journey, if you will. Yeah, it's it's been fun, and it's been the fastest decade ever. It it literally flies by. I mean, figure out we, a way to slow slow down time. Yeah, we we I mean we are workaholics. We like what we do. You know, when you look at our type of shows, you know, we do forty five episodes that we host a year just for our shows, but then we also produce a bunch of other talent on the on the network and other shows in different genres. But for us hosting, it takes up a lot of a lot of time, and um, it's it's crazy. Like our we'll go. I'll look at my schedule, and we literally don't have a day off. Not even, because when we're shoot, shooting one of the shows, will be during the week, and then we'll be doing press on a weekend, or we'll be doing appearance, or we'll be doing a commercial shoot. Wow. There's always something, or we're doing our Scott Living, like our furniture collection, uh, an appearance for that, or something. And so, what we've the last year, we've really been honing in on the fact that we need to enjoy the journey, and we do. We've had a lot of fun over the years, but we need to get more downtime. Where literally we could sit at home and do nothing if we wanted to, and it actually is feeling a lot better. And it's it's been helping Linda me connect. That's also why we started the podcast. We thought the podcast so is a that way we to could force do more work. Yeah, do more work. <laughs> yeah. No, as a way to force ourselves to just sit have down and chat yeah. and have good conversations. Yeah. Yeah. No, that that. I mean, that's that's fantastic. Uh, what are some of the things that you have? I mean, have you ever, Linda, throughout this process, like, have there been challenges where you've just like enough's enough or you get uh, frustrated or you, you the I mean, what is it like to date a, a twin? And ev- all twins always talk about the connection and people are fascinated with twins. And we have like, do you ever feel like you're fighting with that kind of bond that they have? And is that something you have to adjust to? No, because for the first five years of our relationship, we, the three of us, lived together on the road. So wherever we were filming Property Brothers, it was Drew, Jonathan, and me. And it was it was fun. Like, we were used to him third-wheeling us. Oh, it, everything. <laughs> Literally, we have pictures of us on, like, a, a movie date. And he was sitting, like, next to us. Or we're out for behind ice cream, and like he's it. behind us. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, our family's always been close. Her family is really close. And so it, it just kind of, it made sense for us. Instead of, you know, us getting a, a condo when we're filming somewhere for a couple of months and Jonathan doing the same, we would just get a big house and kind of all be together. And, um yeah, I mean, we like that. But at some point, too, obviously, you want more of your own time. It's the same Jonathan's dating, and they want their own time. And um, we sort of 
Linda and I start to go out now off on our own adventures and it's it's exciting. It's so it's not taking we talk the twin dynamic is very true like what you're saying like twins have this connection unlike anyone else and we'll always have that but this has created a new connection for me which has been really exciting to see that flourish yeah with the the third wheel i take great pride in being a great third or even fifth wheel do you did you like look out for like jonathan you know you guys have this relationship i know he's in a relationship now but you guys have have only been dating each other and he i'm assuming he's dated variety of people over the decade where it's just are you guys now that you have the stability in your relationship where is this like trying to get jonathan to find his kind of perfect match and that you guys found yours i i feel that with my friends sometimes you know they have an stable relationship and they're always like nick you know we gotta make sure you find what we have yeah um, i mean we've always looked out for him in a sense that if we think someone is no good I think we've made a pact to say something. Oh, you okay. That's tough. How do you do that? How do you do that? It's I, I tough. Leave it, I leave it to Drew. Yeah. Drew, you better tell your brother. I'm, I'm the loud mouth. <laughs> I, to be honest, it's so I've been, I was always the single one, always. Before Linda, I was always single. I had one other girlfriend. I think I, we were together for six months, but the rest of the time I was just casually dating here and there. And I was so focused on work. But my older brother, JD, and Jonathan, they were always in and out of rela- uh, they, they were in longer term relationships, but it was a bad relationship, and then into another one, and it was really annoying. And our older brother, without getting into the long end of it, but our older brother was in a relationship for four years, and she was not a nice woman. She was actually a very mean, mean woman. And um, I remember, you know, we never saw JD again because our family's really close, but we would only see him maybe for a birthday, maybe Christmas. I'm like, this sucks. Bad. Yeah, I'm like, we, we're so close and we never get to see him. And it's almost like she had the voodoo spell on him because he, he didn't see it. He just saw this woman that he thought he loved. And anyway, uh, the long story short, she, I end up telling him, like, I have to tell you after four years, they were engaged. I'm like, I have to tell you, no one else is telling you. No one likes your your fiance they were and engaged <clears throat> they were engaged at this oh. point and they were living jonathan and i had built a house um and this this house was like a miniature version of our parents ranch it was an investment property and we let her and jd live there for free we're just trying to do something nice for them sure. and, and i remember you know my, our, my mom would still be coming to help like do the gardening and everything for them and stuff and she would just be like are you done messing with my house to my mom i'm like she's oh my. my mom's in her 60s helping you for free to make your place look beautiful Anyway, I told for JD... For the house that's not theirs. For the house that's not theirs, yeah. And so I said to JD, I was like, you know, um, nobody else is going to tell you this, and you may be mad at me and never want to talk to me again, but I have to tell you because I love you. No one likes Denise. She is not a nice person. I don't understand what you see in her, and I think you deserve a lot better. You deserve somebody who loves you as much as you love them. Mm-hmm. And he didn't want to hear it. He was mad at me. He sure. didn't talk to me for a few days, but it was only a few days after that. They were just sitting down watching TV. They weren't arguing or anything like that. And out of the blue, this is verbatim what he said that, that she said to him. She just goes, you know, JD, if your dad died, I wouldn't care. I mean, what? if you were upset, I'd be upset, um, but I could care less if he died. Is unprompted? That, unprompted. She literally just said that. Oh my God. And that is, in a nutshell, her personality. And it was at that point that he realized this is not a good person. Yeah. And so they split. And so I said to all my family after that, I'm Thank like, God you planted that seed. Well, yeah, I, I said, I'm going to tell you if you're with somebody who's not great. And so I've said the same in the past to Jonathan for relationships. And we've always wanted, I mean, it's the same with Linda's siblings too. We want to see everyone in a relationship, someone with someone they love. And my family and her family, they're all very giving people and they're very loving people. And so now my older brother's married. JD got married last Halloween to an amazing woman, Anna Lee. And uh, Jonathan is now in a relationship with someone he's really connected with more than he's ever connected with anybody before. So it's coming. 
everyone's getting off the market. Linda's <laughs> sister, April, who was always a single one, she's now in a relationship. So wow. You guys have set the example. And that is really tough, though. I mean, I, I think I've said this before, but I uh, years ago, I was had a short engagement. Uh, we dated for like a year and a half before I got engaged. And then we broke up. And that's when my family was like, we didn't really like her. And I was like, thanks for the heads up. But, but it's hard. In to fairness tell. to, yeah. you know, you, you want to not... You don't know and if you're not kind of a the nosy family or friends and especially when it comes to friends it's just like i don't want to upset them i don't want yeah. to like have them push me away there's always that fear you know like even your brother jd it's like you knew he was going to be mad and not talk to you but sometimes you have to like take that bullet especially if you know if it's coming from a good place and that's exactly the the biggest thing i think for for me at least everyone communicates in different ways and everyone receives that communication different ways. So it's an ever learning thing for me to, to remember if I'm saying something to do, to you, you're not exactly taking it the way I'm intending it to be taken. Yeah. And what, and that can be very sensitive when you're in a relationship with somebody or if it's a sibling or whoever. And so I always try and remember if someone's saying something to me, I know he loves me. I'm a, I know my brother loves me. He may be mad at me right now, but I'm I'm understanding why, and so I'm trying not to let things take me um, hit me the wrong way, and so that's why he's the same. I think afterwards he realized it was out of a place of love that I gave him that information. It wasn't just trying to be mean, and so he appreciated that. Yeah, totally. Because you have no fight in the game per se, other than his happiness. Oh, I'm wanting to see my brother more. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, it's selfishly there, I guess, but <laughs> still, there's out of love for 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 him to for be him happy. for yeah. to be happy and. That that is a challenge. I mean, it's 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 tough to do. Um, Linda, do you uh, when do you have tips for our audience people for the people who spend a lot of time uh, working or or with their spouses? Yeah. Like, what are some of the things you do? Like, if you guys, I'm sure you don't, but if you ever get sick of each other, like, what do you like? What do you guys do to have your own hobbies? <laughs> You know, things like that, especially for you guys seeing so connected, not only in your personal lives, but your work lives and things like that. Yeah. And people have asked, you know, don't we get sick of each other? Because we spend a lot of time together, obviously, personally and for work. I think the most important thing is to share each other's interests. Like Drew is obsessed with coins. I will never be as obsessed obsessed with coins Let's as he is. Dive into that next. Yeah. But but I'm so awesome. happy to go to antique stores and look at other stuff and then he can get his coin fix. <laughs> and I'm obsessed with Disney and he'll not oh go God. to Disney every single week as much as I want to. I love but Disney. He'll but he'll go not that much. like a few times. Are you in Club 33? <laughs> no, I'm not. What? Because we film on the road all the time. So our, our only fear was you do that. And we're never here to take advantage of it. But we have friends who are. But but on top of that, yes, alone time is also nice, but not for the sake of taking time away from each other, but just for ourselves. Yeah. I mean, that's that's great. And it's really, really important. And I mean, I, it's a challenge. I give you guys a lot of credit to be able to do that. And you guys are still finding ways to, to spend time together, but like change it up. I think that's mm -hmm. pretty neat. Well, I do think and... It's because I was always, like I said, I was always single. I was never in a long-term relationship. I remember a friend saying back in the day, so him and his his wife had been married, I think, for a, a year or two. And and I remember that there was this one moment we were all out, and they're like, hey, I just realized today it's been 764 days that we've been together every day, and we've never been apart. We've slept in the same bed. And so literally for like, what, two years or whatever, they've been together every single day. And I remember that point thinking, 
that's hell. <laughs> I was like, why would you? Why would you want that? I want my alone time. And then now here I'm in a relationship, and I realize that Linda and I have the, the the same thing. We have these long periods where we're always together. So we we had come to the conclusion too. It is important to have some of that time apart, even though we want to be together all sure, the time. Yeah. And whether that's even just going away for a couple of hours to do something, or whether I had to go away for work for a couple of days. You get a bit of alone time, and it makes you really appreciate that time together as well. And so, it's always it's a learning thing for me since I'd never been in a long term relationship. And I, there are things I find I'm constantly loving. We have our our friction. We we'll have our debates over things. Like she always tries to trick me into leaving the door open when she's peeing. And I'm like, no, <laughs> shut the friggin' door. I want some romance left in this relationship. Is this a real thing? Yes. <laughs> Do, have you ever dealt with that? Wait. No. <laughs> But would Do you all pee, women would like you, leaving the door open? Would you pee with the door open if with your significant other? Yes. Yeah. Why? What is wrong with that? I mean, I remember being in college with my first girlfriend and she peed and I took a lot of pride being like, this doesn't bother me. At the same time, I you was like, weirdos. you're only peeing, right? Because <laughs> let's, let's not get nuts. Um, well, that's my whole thing. I'm like, I just, it, there's nothing less romantic than defecating in front of the one that you're interested in that's such a just say poop no defecating I, it's so no i just like that's I, I said to linda i'm like we will be married 60 years we'll be old and shrivelly, and i'm like go and shut that door when you pee because i still don't want to hear it that's grumpy old drew voice yeah, yeah. but uh no i just i have no desire that's i, I, I have I, no desire i get it i accept I I accept the fact, you know, everyone poops. I get it. I was dating someone once and it was like a moment and I was like, okay. And and she definitely <laughs> I've dated women who it's like they really they have a thing for it. And by a thing for it, they like it's like they want you to know I poop and I need you to know that you love me <laughs> That's for the start it. Start of a weird fetish. It's a weird it was a weird thing. And I re I remember the bathroom door was closed and I was like knocking on the door, what are you doing? And she just goes, I'm taking a shit. And just the way she she so said angry. it, I was just like, Oh okay, I mean I get it, but like why do you gotta sound like my buddy? It was it, we she was like testing me. It was like I need I need to know you love me even though I do. Okay. We sound like we could be friends. <laughs> okay. Why do you gotta test your love that way? Do you guys want to date? I'm just uh -oh. because So here's this is no, maybe I didn't, I didn't love it. She No Okay, there we go. I'm I'm laughing because okay. within our group of friends, I don't know, the topic of poop always comes up because it's with your female. We went, we went, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. So th this is it's an important thing. Well, of course, we all do it, except for me. I don't. I don't do that. Um, but this is so you know, like dude humor when you're like in the locker room playing sports and all that, and everyone, you know, they're they're like you know farting in front of each other and all that. I've always hated that. I've never been one of the like the guy guy like kind of things. I always find most of those locker room things just disgusting and gross. Anyway, then I at one point, you know, just kind of casually dating her. There's this one girl that I met, and she was like that dude. Like she was that dude, and so I remember we were on like a like a first date kind of a thing, and then she rips one right next to me, and she's like ah, and she's like cracking like one of the guys instantly. Zero attraction ever for that, and that was the last time what we ever saw that person. So for me, maybe I was like scarred in some way when I was younger, and then that's formed me into the stubborn person I am today that doesn't want to have any of that or doors open for peeing as an adult. It's fun that you test them though. Yeah. I'm, I'm I see both sides. I'm more like you, Drew, where it's just like I'm going to be an adult and accept that, and I understand that, and I'm not going to pretend it doesn't happen. But let's not 
shove it in my face. I do it because um, it bugs you. Yes. Great way to build a relationship. Do things to spite me. That is so basically funny. a relationship. What's the worst thing? So on any dates or when you were with um, someone for, you said a year and a half? What, I've had what, a handful of long. Yeah, long-term relationships. It's been so, a while. But. What's, one, what's something, aside from all the poop talk, that has been the most annoying thing to you in a relationship, whether it was you doing it to them or them doing it to you? What's something that you can see being an annoying relationship thing? Well, I, I have a bad habit. I mean, I have a type both physically and more specifically uh, uh, personality-wise. And I always seem to f be attracted to someone who uh, is seemingly confident on the outside, but not really on the inside. And I have this kind of personality where I'm, I can be monotone. I like to talk things through and I, I'm calm. And I'm an analytical that way. And I'm dating an emotional person who emotes. And so my calmness will only trigger their emotions. And so they tend to be really mean. And it was just like, it was always something where it would just, you know, we'd get in a fight and it would just be something, you know, we weren't fighting. They were just being mean so, so so they were being mean but it's because they felt that your monotone way i would being just mean i would annoy the shit out of them yeah. with my like well let's just talk you know like okay, seriously i think fine. you and i related yeah you're uh, very similar yeah. yeah and i'd be like well we can figure it out and then you know nothing makes the only thing that makes me mad the only thing that really gets under my skin is if i feel like you're doing it to spite me where i don't feel like you're being productive i don't think you're like working with me to try to solve whatever problem we have you're just trying to fuck with me and that will just really get me and then of course those are the women i tend to be attracted to like i love you i we can make this work is this <laughs> going to so be annoying but i love you yeah um so, so that's been the the big thing i, I find so this is one thing that i've said in the past which i've learned is not a good thing to say and because I'm very much the same way. I am, I analyze what's happening. I can be very unemotional in a conversation. So even if it's something that's very heated or whatever, I can be very unemotional and I can look at your point of view, my point of view, and I can be like, okay, I understand yeah. this is why I'm pissing you off. But, but that actually just makes the other side totally. more angry. Totally. But I've said this in the past. So I think I might've said it once to, to Linda, but it, I've, I said it to my uh, buddy before and my, and my brother when he is just out of, or in a bad relationship, he's very upset. And I'm just like, have you tried not being upset? Oh. And that doesn't, that doesn't go over well. I'm like, no, but for me, like the way my brain works, if I get myself all worked up over something, I literally just like, oh, I'm upset right now. I can neutralize that. And then I can look at this in a, with a level head. I just try not being upset. And it works. But for every other person who's not a robot on the planet, I just look like a complete asshole. Well, at least you realize that's Same. a robotic tool that yeah. you have. That I, I relate to, to you. Uh, yeah. I relate to you a lot. And it's like, it just comes across as so condescending to your person you're with. And you're just like, just try it. It's super easy. And by the way, why are you feeling the way you are feeling? That's insane. <laughs> and I'm what? You're just trying to be earnest. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to be like, no, help, I'm trying to be helpful. Yeah. I'm, no, I really have the best intentions. No, you're being a dick. Um, that, that is the, the one source of um, a lot of, I guess, disagreement is the tone. Mm. Well, because, and it's because I'll talk to Jonathan. Jonathan and I can just talk to each other. There's no sugarcoating. We just right. spit it out, we keep it short, and we deal with it. I love it because that's the way I like to communicate. 
But I, I know I can't talk with Linda that way. And I can't talk with a lot of my friends that way. I yeah. definitely can't talk to my mom that way because she'll automatically think that something, like, you know, she, well, know, she knows her personalities, but no, no, she's not very sensitive. My mom is actually amazing. I think but, we're all normal humans. Yeah, exactly. I think yeah. they're, they're normal. I'm, I'm feeling just attacked. <laughs> yeah. So, but you have a shorthand also. Yeah. yeah well, that, yeah. that's it. I got so used to, John and I did everything together and we got used to that shorthand. As soon as I, I talked to any normal human being with that, I do come across as being short with somebody. Or I come across being a little bit, um, well, I'm not really condescending, but just no. just short and rude. Yeah. Dickish. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Dickish. Yeah. I know my kind. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it do- also doesn't help, I-, I find sometimes, maybe you get this. How tall are you? 6'2". Yeah. So I'm 6'4". I'm just because of my height and like the size of most people I'm looking down while I'm talking to them. And a lot of times with the way I talk, some people will think I'm talking down to them, like like verbally talking yeah, down yeah. to them. And I'm like, no, it's just that I'm tall. That's all. <laughs> I, my size should not affect the way you're receiving this communication. But yeah, no, I, I, hmm. I had a conversation last night about anxiety and ADD. And I was, you know, it was just like, hey, if you have anxiety, people generally don't see anxiety they just think you're weird and if you have ADD they don't see ADD they just think you're dumb and forgetful and I'm like I, and then add to that I'm tall and kind of cute so they just think I'm a dick where there's just like you're constantly just aloof or or short with them and yeah so be, I, I understand your plight so you know? you're a weirdo freak dickish who's stupid egotistical because you called yourself cute so oh. uh okay okay I'm gonna. I want to see this. On Wait, but Kinder you said profile. you guys could be related. <clears throat> whoa, 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 whoa! So, Drew, do you, do you have anyone you can set me up with? Yeah, <laughs> Linda's sister April is perfect for you. No. Uh, taken. <laughs> taken. <She's> taken. <laughs> yeah, Linda's like, Drew, stop. No. Uh, I have one question. I know, like, is it hard not to get wrapped up when you have one partner who has this huge job and it's so all-consuming to like get wrapped up in everything he's doing? Like, how do you keep your own thing going? I think it's hard because I work we because we work together. Yeah. Um, but because I can see it from the outside, I'm the one who's constantly reminding ourselves we need to take a break or we need to work on a passion project or do we need to say yes to all of these things? And the answer is always no. Um, so yeah, it is easy to get a, uh, to get caught up in it when we're so busy and we don't have a second to think about what we're doing. But um, yeah, I think the one the one big thing for us, you, you'll know the same, Nick, with your with your um, work and everything that you do. Opportunities, you know, when you've been on TV and stuff, opportunities are always coming at you. Things to do that are really cool. And I, I found in, in the early years, we were taking on a lot of these just, you know, it's good publicity or whatever it might be. But now in our in our later years and our business has grown a fair bit, we have less time available. And a lot of these things, they'll be there a year from now. They'll be there another time and to overload our plate. It has to, that time has to come from somewhere. And so I find in the past, what has happened is it never came from another work initiative. That time would come out of Linda and my time together. Uh And so we were starting to have no time together, just ourselves. Or when we were together, we were just talking work. And so that's, uh, that's the one big thing that we've noticed is we've had to change our schedule a little bit. We have to align things better so that we we are not taking away from our one-on-one time. That's really great. Non-negotiable. I like mm-hmm. the non-negotiables. Who's uh? You guys seem to have a good balance, but who's kind of in, who's in charge? Who's who's the boss? Because I f- I feel like I know, but <laughs> that's hard. I would say 
well, like with our company, I'm the boss. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> this is what I'd say. Linda is like that voice of reason in your head. Yeah. So everything I do, I always go to that voice of reason to think, is this the right thing? Is this the smartest thing? Should we do this? Is this too much on our plate? Whatever it is. So, and even it, literally with everything, like even like if I'm dressing to go somewhere or doing a, an event, I'm like, she likes men's fashion and she's much better uh, than I am. Does this look okay? Do I look all right? Is it, uh, should I change the color? I hope that comes uh, from a positive place. It sounds like I'm really judgmental, right? Oh, now. no, no, no. Oh, I, I, I get the sense, you know, Drew's the big personality, the talker, you know, the boss, but you're the, you're like Oz, the quiet, confident, you know, like, and he, the real at, boss. at the end of the day, he's always coming to, he's the, you're the chairman. He's like the CEO, but like, you're the chairman. No one really never, like she, they, they see the puppeteer. Yes. I'm the puppet. And like, and without the chairman, the CEO, I mean, where, where is he really, what can he really do? You know what I would actually say the, the best way to visualize our dynamic though is, so I'm a mover and a shaker. I make things happen. And so I've always been that You're way. You're great at connecting. Awesome. Yeah, I, I, I create um, connections and make things move forward. And, and that's one thing, you know, working together over the years, Jonathan and me, we're both kind of this sort of personality. But I'm the guy that can kind of come into a room and make things happen and move forward. Linda is the most creative person you would ever have met in your life. She's extremely creative artistically, um, you know, mentally, like coming up with you know, some of our marketing campaigns or new furniture design or new show development. Like she's in every aspect of our business as, as a creative director, but she likes to move at a slower, really sort of methodical rate. I can't move slow. I like to move, move, move. I make decisions. I come up with ideas and I go. So we are constantly, our relationship is constantly pulling each other back and forth. Yeah. Ooh, like she that. slows me down. Then I speed her up. Um, she takes more time on something. I get something done. And I really think it's created this ultimate balance for both of us. I'm I'm very envious of that dynamic. It's great, yeah. Yeah, no, because you know, I I I like balance and I like to have someone uh people always say in relationships, it's like, "Oh, well, what are you looking for?" It's like, "I want someone to make me a better person." And I I always hate that answer because you can't no one can make you a better mm -hmm. person, but you can find yeah. people who help you be uh your best self in a sense. And so it's just finding someone who you know, completes you in that kind of cheesy way where like, as you just described, Drew, uh, you have your strengths, Linda, you have your strengths and together you really be able to bring out uh, the parts of you that you're not good at and they yeah. bring that up. And that's, that's kind of everyone's dream. I think that, and that's what a lot of people don't, I, I think people get into relationships thinking they can change somebody. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I see, you see it all the time, whether it's, you know, some guy that wants a certain something in who they're with or some, some girl who's dating somebody and, and thinks that, you know, I could make him be more like this. Or they, and, and people think they get in relationships because they can be changed. Yeah. They can, oh, I'm a shitty person, but I just need to meet someone to right. stop me from doing this. Yeah. And I mean, the only people that can change you is really yourself. If you, and if it's for the right, right reasons, like for me, I like being in a relationship that there are things that I've had to change in my lifestyle because now there's somebody else I have to put first as well. It's before when you're on your own, you're only, it's just yourself that you're um, taking care of. And I think that's changed me and I've changed me in the right ways in this relationship. And Linda's done the same so that we work better together. And yeah, I, th that's something I learned early, early on is you never want to try to change someone else. Just hopefully they'll want to make certain changes for you. Yeah. If that makes sense. No, that it does. It's great. And before we, we uh, wrap up with our fun game that we play called Do Me Know Me, Do You Know Me? Uh, do Me Know Me? Do, do, do You Know Me? Really selling the game. Do wow. Me Know uh, Me. Do Me Know Me. Do uh, me. Uh, you love to take 
classes for anything. Yes, and I I love that about you so much uh, in our world that we uh, we talk about it like most people once they finish traditional school they have this sense of I'm done learning I'm done taking risks this is the life I have I don't care if I'm unhappy or complacent they just don't do much about it you're taking classes for ping pong why you said it in a judgmental way I did <laughs> Yeah. I apologize. I think it's great, but because like you can really, if you want to get better at something, there's uh, the, there's YouTube so, or whatever it is, and you fully embrace this ability yeah. to why YouTube doing that when you can get a sensei of <laughs> ping pong to come and teach you his way. So what's his name? <clears throat> I've had many over the years. <laughs> I, I have one one fellow. I don't know how to pronounce his name actually, but he he played on the Chinese national team. Whoa! And when you think table tennis, like that, that's the like the gold. That's where you go. Globe there, right? Yeah. So anyway, my my whole philosophy, my whole life is I'm a lifelong student. I love learning and I love experiencing new things. And that's one reason Linda and I have really bonded too, is because we are always up for trying something new and different. And with that, I'm just very competitive. I love competing. And it's not it's never competing to knock someone else down. Growing up, Jonathan and I were always competing, but we were competing to push each other to do better. And so I think like my philosophy in life is why reinforce bad habits when you can learn to do it right? And so for me, no matter what it is, whether it's guitar, golf, table tennis, I'll get lessons from someone. And it's not like I take lessons all the time. Like I'll do a random lesson here, a random lesson there, but it's to learn to do it better so I can destroy my friends. <laughs> no, but I, I do think that's great. Especially, like, especially in our adult lives, we have this feeling that if we are uh, getting into something new or teaching ourselves, it's like, I can't believe I'm at this point. It's like they almost see it as a bad thing. You know? It's oh, totally. Like, I never, behind. I'm behind. Because yeah. like what, what if, if you do start something later in life and you take a risk, you, then you start comparing your, yourself to people who are uh, experts or pros who have done it at an early age and you get so self-judgmental. And you know what the funny thing is? I, I saw a stat at some point. I don't. I can't remember exactly what it was, but if you see people who go back to school later in life and get their degree, a lot of times they excel faster because oh, sure. I think one, when they're in school, they're less distracted with the socialization. Why don't right? they have a purpose? Exactly, and they're very committed. And I think that's a really great thing. I love seeing people at any point in their life, even like when you retire, if you're sixty or seventy, and you go back to school for something. That's phenomenal, and I, I think. As soon as you think you've learned it all or you don't have to learn anymore, then you're lying to yourself. And that was actually a business philosophy that I learned early on too is with clients. When I was a real estate agent, um, a lot of realtors want you to think that they know everything. There's absolutely nothing that they don't know about this house or whatever else. And you can tell when somebody's lying to you if they don't know all the facts on this house. So I would be the one that would be honest with my clients and I would say, um, I don't know the answer to that right now, but I'm going to find out for you and I'll make sure to get you an answer. And all clients wanted to know is that I was working for them. And they, if I didn't and know the right answer. There I would you find establish it. trust too. You admit exactly. you don't know something. Yeah, and they can smell it when some when you're lying to them and you don't know. They can smell it. And then they they have some. Maybe they don't know right up front, but subconsciously they have a they know there's something that they don't like about you. Yeah. And that never worked. And I think that's one way to establish our the way we've grown all our relationships, whether it's work or personal, is establishing that trust that I'm never going to just sort of sugarcoat or lie or I'll just be a robot. <laughs> I think it's great. I I uh, I think those are all great takeaways. And uh, when I when I heard that about you, I was I was like, that's really cool. And I I think people need to hear more about that because people are afraid to 
take risks after it's it's bizarre we we we've decided as a society that once we graduate from college if we went that far this is the life i'm stuck with and that just doesn't have to be the no. case um, what's the weirdest thing you've taken lessons for i am currently in acting improv and uh, stand-up comedy class at, as we weird. speak that is uh, not weird that's <laughs> no, amazing oh yeah. I, was kidding. <laughs> I was like so we i did acting classes um improv sketch comedy stand-up all before i get into hosting all of that has made me a better host. It's made me yeah. a better better business owner, and it's made me more present with people that we're, we're dealing with totally. having that experience. And I have different goals with them. I've done acting. Um, I do hosting. But I also have, to that point, kind of realist, realistic expectations of, uh, do I have like big goals with all of them? Sure. But I'm also, I have that, no matter what I'm doing, it's going to help me in some aspect. If nothing else, it helps me be a better host of the podcast or just helps uh, a, a gig I might get. I'm also just having fun doing it. Yeah. I'm also meeting and connecting people in my life. Who knows? I might meet a girl. You never know. Like I have a meet cute. Right? And so... Uh, <laughs> You know, I've I've done all these things, and that it is something as I've gotten older, I've challenged myself to do because twenty two and twenty three year old me never would have done that. You know, I never I would have yeah. judged myself uh, too much for for doing that. So um, also, acting class is basically a therapy session. It really so. is, yeah. Well, I would. So now in my acting class, I, I've got my, my teacher to start a group, but before we'd work one-on-one, -on -one, and the first 20 minutes was really just therapy. Where I'd go in, like, should we act, or can I just tell you about like my problems? Or, um, it, it was great. So uh, before we, I let you, you two go, will you play a fun game with us? All right. It's called Do You Know Me? Real simple. Uh, I'm going to ask a question. Rochelle selected these questions. Uh, we haven't played it with two people before but i think we can adjust um i'm gonna ask you guys a question has drew and or linda ever done x y or z don't answer right away rochelle and i will guess okay uh and we'll figure out if we know drew and linda see you could have cheated because if you looked online i'm sure the answer to every one of these questions is has out already there. been answered yeah, yeah. well you might and be surprised we'll, we'll see <laughs> let's not assume true mm -hmm. all right do you know me with drew and Linda Scott. Question number one. Can Drew and Linda spell the word millennial? Can Drew or Linda? I think I think Linda yes. absolutely can. <laughs> whoa! Thank you. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, and I question if Drew can. Oh. Me no happy. Uh, if it I makes you feel better, can. I have zero chance. I'm looking at it, how it's spelled, and I still <laughs> might screw it up. I think they both can. Do uh, we do it at the same time? Because yeah. if it, I think you have to. You do. Yeah. Right, I will ready? point out that you're probably somewhat right. She's better with spelling. Oh, I the love test. spelling these. All right, ready? Okay. Can M you use it in a sentence? I, I would like <laughs> Drew to go first because I just know that. Okay. Linda All right, let's right. do it. I got to picture this. M. Am I right so far? Yeah. <laughs> so far. Killing so far. M I L E N N I A L L E Z. <laughs> Wrong. Two N's. Wow, you were They're so confident. Uh, she spells it with her finger. Oh, no way. She'll write it out on, on her like. Oh, leg. no, I was so confident. Now you're Don't get in your head. Don't get in your head. M I L E N N I A L. So close. L. Okay. M I. L L E N 
N-I-A-L. Correct. Wow. Yes. Oh, it's the that first double impressive. L I've ever You missed the double L. So when I was in elementary <laughs> school, the, I, the first spelling bee I ever did, it was bicycle. I yeah. had to spell. That's hard. And I, I was like B-I-K-L-Y-C-K, whatever it was. And I was out first round. And yeah. I felt like, oh, it felt terrible. And I've never been good at words since. I lost on grocery. You're, 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 you're oh. borderline weirding me out. I'm a terrible speller. And in the second grade, I'm almost certain bicycle was the word that oh got me out. I think we did live the same life. Were you also, I'm, I mean, I'm actually just a test tube, ex- tube experiment. So Jonathan was a single kid and they just started cloning him. So <laughs> I don't have a twin that, that didn't make it that I know of. He does have 10 siblings. I do have 10 siblings. Oh my God. Oh. I didn't know that. Yeah. Are you the baby? Second oldest. Oh, okay. Yeah. Why do you think he was the baby? I don't know. Did Childish. I? <laughs> <laughs> Just a weird sense of entitlement. <laughs> Question number two. Does Drew and Linda have a pair of cargo shorts? Uh, the fashion police Linda does not. I don't know. Drew, he has pink socks. I think Definitely he's got not. one in deep in his drawer. Cargo shorts? I think he's got one. Does he... When he's, you know, doing demolition sometimes. Because you do that stuff now too, I don't right? want to include he might somewhere in his house have a pair he never wears. I'm going to augment it's part of his active wardrobe. No? You don't want to? I'm still saying yes. You can't change it, Nick. You already said no. Okay, go. I, I'm just... I don't you, think he does. I don't think either of them do. You have so little... Like, your standards for me are so low. <laughs> he has pink no, socks on. I don't have cargo shorts excuse me and when but I we have cargo pants well yeah i guess they're, but, but they're but they're more stylish they're like runway cargo pants i oh. love cargo pants Is and shorts cargo? i should get cargo shorts i love pockets but i think the ones you're thinking you? of there are the pockets. terrible terrible yes. ones that it's usually like someone's dad wears that with yeah. like flip-flops right. or right no. White socks up to the mid cap. This is a very, if you're watching this on YouTube, this is a very fashionable couple. Yes, true. Question number three. Has Drew and Linda eaten at a fast food restaurant in the last week? I like how the English is so bad with it. Has Drew and Linda instead of have well, Drew and Linda. Well, they're changing it up because we're no, two people. I, that's just because he does He's, he's low-key We've established him and I are not good with words. the English language. I'm almost certain, yeah. Millennials. Uh, millennials. <laughs> oh, that's how I should have done it. Uh, Millennials. Millen- shit. Mill. <laughs> yeah, Mill. Yeah. See, that makes so much sense, but I wouldn't know how to do that. Uh, uh, okay, right. so he said I, I usually give up. You know, like when I'm typing <laughs> something, food. you know, and it's just like... Just let it autocorrect. Autocorrect. Auto- and then I just pick a different word, Nick. Um, <laughs> all right. Fast, fast food, food, past so 24... Well, past he, week. He already gave me a hard time for underestimating him and his taste level. So he has absolutely not had fast food in the past 24 hours. Mm. Wait, 24 hours? Is that what you said? A Nick? week. I'm going to say a week. A week? A week. Okay, they haven't. Uh, I'm just trying to make up for the cargo shorts. <laughs> I think Drew has. He's a very busy guy. He tries to eat healthy, but when he has a craving, he has a craving. And so there is something that he has eaten. Um and Linda. No, she's she's uh she can follow through better than she's she she won't do it. Yet. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> oh so you're basically saying she can follow through. Linda will always goes all the way, is what you're saying. Yes. I, Basically, if I'm craving it, I will eat it. You, you will. So you, what have you eaten? So have you, I'm sure what? I ate fries. 
Like, no. hell yeah. But fries aren't no. necessarily fast food. We, yeah, they, we haven't done uh, any fast food this really? month. Really? No. So Linda and I sure. switched over six months ago to a vegetarian diet. Really? And we've been trying really hard to stick to it. Um, and we've done a little fish from time to time, but we haven't done any red meat. We haven't done chicken. We haven't done pork. You? Don't miss it. I thought I would. I grew up on a ranch. Do you help me? Does it, is it n- nice to do that with someone? Yes. Oh, it's so 100%. much easier. I, would, it, I couldn't do it without having a partner, like a, literally a teammate. Yeah. Yeah. It's so much easier, even with us trying to eat healthy, if I order dessert, he's eating it. Yeah. So, yeah. like, we have to be in it together. I only willpower I have is at the grocery store. Yeah. It's just like, if I don't buy it, but if it's, like, at home. Yeah. If it's Once already it's there, home, you're going to take it. Could yeah. Put crackers and cheese in front of me and I'm done. But we, we have a chef that makes meals wherever we are, too. And oh, that's some people are like, oh, so foofy. No, honestly, it's because it costs us less to get a customized really healthy meal instead of the amount of time that it takes to go to the grocery store and then make really? it and everything else. And then there's so less actually helps us. And there's less waste. That's how I get past the craving to go do fast food because of our busy schedule is because we have these amazing meals prepped for us. That would, yeah. It's for me when I cheat, it's because I'm like, I'm at that crossroad of being hungry and not knowing yeah. what to, what eat, to eat and not having something there. And then you just, because I'd rather eat than, than starve myself. Like I, I don't, I don't want to not eat if I'm, I'm hungry. Yeah. It's ideal. Yeah. yeah. You realize he's answering all these questions for himself, thinking that that will be the right answer. I'm for projecting. Me. Yeah. <laughs> have <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Linda and Drew eaten. No, that's uh, have. Did. <laughs> did. 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 Did Drew and Linda go to private school? You 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 finished high school early, or you did some unique school? Yeah, I think Drew did. Lynn, I'm gonna just guess that Linda went public. All I'm gonna guess she went. I think they both went private. Is it because she looks rough and tough? Yeah, I'm just guessing. I really have no idea. Who knows? <laughs> I, I'm all. I went. I went, yeah, I went to public. I, it, that, I think that's I kind of that's just kind of yeah. where you come from, more you know, like opportunity rather than. I'll give you one more hint. Oh. Private and public. What? Okay, so you say I'm private. You think I'm At private? At some point you did. So um, we also, we grew up in Canada. So if that influences you at all. So everyone goes to public. <clears throat> Is that what that means? What? That's a weird hint. I don't know no. anything about Canada. I am not familiar with Canada. No, so, okay. So we both, we both. I you call it university. I don't yeah, know. exactly. We both went to public school. Yeah. But in Canada, most people think when you compare the U.S. Um, school system to Canada, all public schools are great, or most public schools oh, in Canada are great. They're not as sort of uh, yeah. Yes. But there are private schools. There are private in schools in Canada. So. But, but yes, no, we both went to public. And school. you you did do your research because I did go to a unique school. It was a test school. There were only two in all of Canada, and it was a work at your own pace, almost more like college. And oh. so from grade nine to twelve, you work at your own pace. If I was really good at something, I could excel. For example, math. I could. I completed every grade of math in two weeks each what? because I was I was like a total math nerd. That's amazing. And then more uh, oh, than nerd. It's- Yes, Aunt? yes, Aunt. but uh, now I can barely calculate Ash. a tip at the end of it. <laughs> anyway, yeah, because you, just you the tax. for two weeks, yeah. maybe. But I do like to talk like this from time to time, so people think I went to private school, <laughs> right, Buffy? <laughs> Buffy, I don't know. I just want to point out this starts with is, but I'm going to change it to are. Uh-huh. Are Drew and Linda smiling in their ID, driver's license? <sighs> <laughs> This is a good one. Good question. Drew, yes. Drew, no for me. Linda, no. Linda, yes. I'm opposite. Look at that great right. smile. 
She's got a great smile. If only she could drive. <laughs> I don't oh, drive. no. She doesn't drive. But I do you have an ID? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you smiling in the photo? I thought you were. I don't think you're allowed to, to. In Canada, I don't think you're allowed to. Where's uh, mine? Originally, and then oh, I, mean, I have a U.S. driver's license. You can't smile in passport. Yeah. Think, okay. Oh, is that what it is? Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah you're yeah, right. I am smiling. I am smiling. Oh, oh, you're. Oh, I'm smiling. I'm smiling in mine. You don't drive. I don't she, drive. Linda is the Zoolander of drivers. She can't turn left. Like that's anxiety. Like that yeah. puts you, her anxiety through the roof. You can't, or you just do. You just rather not. I'm not a. I, I, don't, I don't love driving. I would rather not, and I don't have my license anymore just because I've Shh. never. Good for you. She would take and three I, three rights before she takes a left. I would if it was a that crazy bad. road, or I I'm the one who parks far away where it's easier to park. Oh yeah. And then I would just walk. <laughs> I love that about you. No, I mean, like I don't want to hit anyone's car, and I'm, not only I'm, that, but like I can't how many times I've been driving around with someone. And they're just like waiting and waiting for the perfect parking spot. We, we could have parked. Oh yeah, two blocks away. I was gonna say walked, I don't man. love that, but but you have to do you have to do the drive by, because if there's a spot, there's a spot. But if you're the person who sits there and waits for ten minutes for a spot to open up when you could have literally five seconds driven further, then you're an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe an asshole if you're, the car's behind you. Yeah, exactly. Maybe a little dickish. Yeah. Maybe a little dickish. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thanks so much for coming, guys. Let, tell us a little bit about your podcast that people uh, can listen to that you guys just recently launched. Yeah, it's called At Home with Linda and Drew Scott. And we have conversations with awesome people at home so that we can spend more time chilling. <laughs> yeah, honestly, it was a way for us just to get amazing people together, um, listen to their stories, dig deeper, and also for, for our fans to dig deeper into our lives because there's only so much we talk about on our shows. And so it's really pulling back the curtains. And, you know, Linda has a risque life that we really dig mm. into. So yeah. find out all about... Uh, yeah. all Lady of the Night. Crazy craft. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's been a lot of fun. I know you're going to be uh, sitting down with us as well. Yeah. Um, if you'll have me. We will definitely have you. I have a ping pong table in our basement as well. Uh -oh. So that's that's the other way. We'll t I'll, I'll beat you with that. Probably. But yeah, at home uh, podcast.net and you can get it wherever you listen to your podcast. podcast. Awesome. Yeah. Um, thanks. Thank well, you. thanks so much for coming, guys. It's been a ton of fun. As always, guys, thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to send your questions at asknick at castmedia.com, cast with a K. Uh, feel free to give us five stars. Uh, you can save your four threes, twos, and ones at home. I would have given you a six star if I could. Oh, God. You're the or best. 10. Because we both can't spell. <laughs> um, thanks so much, guys. And always, guys, thank you for listening. We will see you on Monday.